Welcome to Dream It, Dare It, Do It, Live the Life You Want. This is Jasmine. And Bote is actually uh, decided that she was going to be part of the podcast today. She yeah. was like, take me in my, your arms. <laughs> she, gave so, us, she gave us a camera look, so we got yeah. her face. <laughs> yeah, she was like, she's going to go on the floor very soon. But hello, everyone. And um, thank you for joining me again. I can I cannot believe that this is like the end of the year. First of all, end of 2023, 2022. Whoa, Jasmine, relax. <laughs> and I have a special, special guest today, Anna Giannakouros. Is that it? Yeah, yeah Did I so do it right? good job. So Anna, I actually discovered how my friend knows you. So I'm going to tell the story. So the, my listeners know that I go on vibe. <laughs> when I when I get on the guest, I somebody comes on, I like, I'm like, Oh, I like this one. I like this one. And I have a friend who finds guests people for me. And she goes on vibes too, like she knows me. But the friend that invited that told me to invite you. Her name is Rhea. Okay. And she told me that she taught your children. She's a oh, teacher. Oh, it's Madame Rhea. It's oh, Madame Rhea. No. Oh, yeah. What a small world. What? Yeah. So she saw me on Instagram. Yeah. She said I didn't to me, even know that she was on Instagram. Well, she what? she she listens to my podcast. She's been listening to my podcast, you know, since the beginning, and. Um, she sent me a message and she said, Jasmine, you need to, here's the link and you need to invite her. And that's what? when I reached out to you and I said, okay, my friend said I need to meet to, to get you on the podcast. So I got you on the podcast. And so she said that she taught your children and that yeah. you were always inspiring to her. And she's been following you on Instagram. I'm tearing up. I'm in shock. Yeah. Yeah. So she, she just wanted, she, she told me, cause I was like, does she, do you know her? And she's like, yeah, I taught her children. I was like, oh, so yeah. Oh my goodness. I'm actually in tears because you brought me back 10 years. I haven't seen Madame Bea in like 10 years. My, my daughter's in university. My son is in college and this was elementary school wow. when they were young and I'm tearing up because she's such a, you just brought me back to the such beautiful memories. Mm -hmm. uh, when my kids were at that age, my older kids, and she was their French teacher, she was such a nice person. And I actually hired her to do some extra tutoring with them. Okay. For French. And yeah, so I'm so touched. I didn't even know that she she was on Instagram. I had no yeah. clue. So wow. there you go. This is I'm going to reach out to her afterwards. Yeah, I'm going to try to find out. her on my Instagram. Okay. <laughs> or I'll reach out to you so I could get her, uh, her yeah. handler name. Wow. wow. Yeah, I thought, like, imagine it is a small world, right? So yeah. for those of you who are listening, so Rhea is a good friend of mine. We, you know, we've known each other for years. We, we wow. talk on, you know, on the weekly and, and, um, and then when she sent me to your podcast and she, to your, to your, your Instagram, then I saw somebody who was following you. I said, I'm going to look who follows you. And then I saw Shanann, Sharanya, who's one of my clients. And I was like, wait, how do you know Shanann? And then I remembered that Shanann, you did a video for Shanann uh, to, because you took a class with him. And I think that's how you learned of the three principles. Uh, I learned of the, the three principles before meeting Shanann. Okay. But, but, but while I was 
on Instagram, reading things on the three principles, I came across his Instagram profile. Okay. And then I noticed he was doing a course. So I reached out to him and several months later, I did the course with him, but he's not the one who introduced me to the principles. Okay, cool. So that being said, um, people who are listening know that I'm, I talk about the principles and the, the okay. mind thought consciousness. So they do know that. Um, and then, and that my podcast is all about living the life you want. And one of the things that was really inspiring to me, like we had a talk before, like you listeners, you don't know, but Anna and I didn't know each other. So we kind of had a chat before and I really loved your energy and I loved the fact that you're living the life you want. Mm -hmm. And I love that conversation that we had originally. So for those who don't know, can you share a little bit about yourself? Like um, presently or how I came to be where I am right now? What, where do yeah, we want just, to start? Just what, what are you doing right now? And yeah. like, what's your life? Okay, great. So I'm working as a life coach right now. I've been working as a life coach for about nine months. It's new. Um, and it's been actually, you know, I'm lo I love that we're talking at the end of the year. This has been such an incredible year for me. And I'm ending it in such a great place of gratitude and appreciation and just excitement of where my life is. And um, just like, um, just really grateful, just grateful for where my life is right now. So let me just rewind a little bit uh, and I'll tell you a little bit my, about my journey that brought me to this point of yeah. my life. And yeah. it's such a good point, place to be. And yeah. I think that... Um, every day of our lives should be such a great place to be. It's not just today, you know, it's not like, oh, I, I feel amazing at the end of this year. I hope I will feel amazing at the end of next year. What I've learned is that every day is you just accumulate the blessings in your life and you just keep going like that. And every day can be like that. Uh, but I, I wasn't aware of that before. So I'll tell you a little bit about my story. Yeah. Um, I was working, so I, I have uh, multiple sclerosis. I mm -hmm. have... Uh, secondary progressive MS. And the thing is, like, I don't actually uh, define myself that way. I'm, I'm bringing it up because we discussed a little bit before the podcast that we were going to talk about my, my chronic illness and my yes. journey. But I don't really define myself as, oh, I have MS, I'm disabled. That's not how I see myself. Um, but I, I do have MS and I am disabled. And that's just a part of my life. So I was working in the software industry uh, for most of my adult life. And I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. Um, I, I think I was 33. I believe I was 33. And so last time, year. Sorry, last year. No, last year. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So once you got the diagnosis a few years yeah. ago. Yeah. So, you know, for the longest time, for about 10 years, so let's not go, let's not figure out how old I am, but for about 10 years, or maybe eight years, maybe eight years, I, it was an invisible disease. I felt it for sure. I was dealing with the symptoms and my, dis and um, I was having problems walking. Okay. Like I was having problems with my legs. I was having weakness in the legs and numbness in the legs and some nerve pain, but nobody could tell that I, that, that I had it. And I didn't really 
say say it to a lot of people you know yeah. so i was able to just go on with my life and i was determined that it wouldn't get me you know i was going to do whatever i had to to beat it you know and that was my mentality and i was like fucking mess and there's yeah. no way this is going to get me and whatever so which is great i it worked for me at that time i was trying to make myself feel empowered and yeah. I was affirming that I was empowered, whatever, but I was scared. I was super scared inside. But um, mind over matter, you know, yeah. it wasn't going to get me. But sure enough, it was getting worse. You know, it was, I did some, um, I did a clinical, tra- I did some, I, I did alternative therapies. I did the SVI treatment. I flew to different places of the world. I did whatever I could do, whatever was possible. I was on the latest medications. I was super healthy, but I became even more healthy. I've always kind of been healthy and athletic, but I brought it up a notch and whatever. But um, I was getting worse. And then uh, when I was 40 years old, I um, changed jobs. I was at a company for 10 years. And like I said, I was in the software industry. I went to another company and um, I was proud of myself. It was like the most money I ever made in my life. Everything was on track. My kids were doing well. I was doing well. I was going to, you know, I wasn't going to let the disease interfere with my life. And this was my career and whatever. So, which is great. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. But then what happened was, I'm not sure if it was the stress of being replaced. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? And I was getting worse a little bit. It was relapsing, remitting, but I was getting worse a little bit every year. I had a, a relapse. The, the disability in my legs increased a lot. I went to the doctor, we did MRIs, they said, you're fine, you're still stable. I'm like, I'm not, there's something wrong. So we, we and then I insisted because they were only checking the MRIs of my brain. And when we took an MRI of my cervical spine, we, we saw that I had relapsed big time. My whole cervical spine was covered in white matter. It was, it was bad, you know? So uh, I went on steroids and we, we discussed more aggressive treatment. It was like a chemo-based treatment at that time, or Lemtrad, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but all this to say, I decided to take a year off work. I quit my job, and I was going to dedicate that time to my healing and finally nip this in the butt and, and get it, you know? And that's what I tried to do for a year. I, I got into yoga. I became more spiritual. I've always kind of been spiritual, but I became even more spiritual. But I just kept getting worse. And then I got into a clinical trial in Ottawa. I thought for sure this was the answer. It was a stem cell trial, top of the line, Metcam stem cells. I, I tried to be, at first they refused me. I tried to get in that trial. I sent them letters. I called them like I was so determined. And I made it in the trial. Yes, two years. It was going to be a two-year thing. One year off meds, one year on the trial. So I was off medications for two years. And it wasn't like, I, I just kept getting worse. And during the trial, I was telling them like, I'm, I'm getting worse, I'm getting worse, I'm getting worse. And I did, I got worse. And um, I became disabled, wasn't able to walk without eight. At that time I was using walking sticks. Okay. But I was still able to walk, you know? And then um, that was it. Like I, I never ended up going back to work. I decided to retire. And just uh, do what I could, the best that I could, enjoy my life. I wasn't going to give up. I never wanted to give up. But so you still, happened, you were still pretty positive. Still pretty positive. Yeah. yeah. And then um, 
about, and this is when I got introduced to the principles. So that was great up until I was, I guess I was fine. And then it reached the point that I needed a wheelchair. Yeah. And when I bought my first power chair, um, I was still strong and I'm, I, and I'm so proud of myself. I look back at her, at that person I was, she gave it her all, all the time, getting emotional, like, yeah. I had a lot of love, respect and admiration for myself. Great. That's beautiful. I love myself. I love that my inner child, that version of me that was a kid. And I love that version of me, you know, when I first got diagnosed, I love that version of me when things got bad and I didn't know what I was going to do. And that's yeah. what happened. So I got worse and I realized that, oh my goodness, I'm going to probably be disabled for the rest of my life. Yeah. I didn't beat it. I didn't want to be in a wheelchair, but I am. And that was hard. I, 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 I accepted it. But I, I still can't say that I had inner peace. And then what happened was I was putting my best foot forward. I started an Instagram account. So at that time, I think right after I did the clinical trial, I felt that I had reached a point in my life where I wanted to connect with other people on this on similar journey, on a similar journey as me that were positive and uh, optimistic. And because yeah. I, I had spoken to some other, I had joined some other support groups or I tried to at different points in my life, but they weren't a match to my personality. Mm. I didn't want to dwell on the disease. I didn't want to dwell on the symptoms. I didn't want to feel like a victim, you know? So I said, I, but I knew I had reached a point where I was struggling. I was depressed. I was getting depressed. I was mm. depressed. Yeah. I was sad and depressed and I felt defeated. And I started an Instagram account and uh, it helped. It gave me a way to stay on track with my fitness goals, with my diet goals. I follow a, a good diet, a healthy diet. And so I, uh, yeah, so I was retired, living the best life that I could with my three children and my husband and enjoying my hobbies, which was going on Instagram, having this account, blogging. I started blogging and exercising. I love working out. And that was, that yeah. was my focus. So I had wrote a post, like, um, I, I kind of knew who Eckhart Tolle was. Do you know who Eckhart Tolle is? Yeah. Spiritual teacher. And I um, had heard a quote from him on the Oprah show years ago about our ego and how he was explaining to Oprah how there's our true self and there's a voice in our head and that voice in our head isn't always us. Um, and there's an observer who can observe the voice and observers are quiet, neutral and being in you, the being in you. I didn't understand what that meant. And because I think at the time it was just beyond my, me. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah well, it tweaked your that. interest though, right? It, it, it did, it did. And yeah. the thing is, I heard that quote on Oprah years ago. I didn't understand it, but it stayed in my mind. Yeah. It was bugging me for a long time. What, are, what is he talking about? What's he what, saying? What observer, you know, yeah. so one night, I look, I don't know what came over me. I looked it up and I saw the YouTube video and I got it. Like, as he was explaining it to Oprah, I'm like, mm -hmm. I, I became kind of like the observer. I'm like, oh my God, 
I get it now. I had this moment and it was like, oh my God, let me share it this on Instagram. So I wrote this post, you know, something about ego. And then what happened was somebody reached out to me on Instagram and we had a conversation. He was a coach. Okay. And that was, so that was my first official coaching call. I've never done, I was never coached before. Yeah. And actually we started corresponding back and forth on Instagram and he sent me some videos. One was with Michael Neal. Um, and I was intrigued by what he was saying. I was curious. So we had our first conversation. And in that conversation, he says to me, like, who, who are you? Do you know who you are? Who are you? And I was like, I don't know. I'm Anna. Like, my name is Anna. I have three kids. Yeah. I was in the software industry. Like, I'm just listing my identity, yeah. you know. And uh, he's like, you know, you're way, you're a lot more than that. You know, you're a lot more than that. And, you know, with coaching, you get into this space of like where you kind of quiet down and it's just really um, a healing, quiet space. It was, so I had that experience with him, but I didn't know what it was. I I didn't realize what that space was. So when I had this exchange with him, it kind of rocked me. Like I was like, is there more to me than just my, me, my name, my identity, my body? What is he talking about? what more is there? You know, it kind of, I just shifted in that one. I'll never forget it. I shifted in that one conversation we had and it was just, I can't even explain it in words and I'm not going to try. No, it was just really, you know, um, it's no use. It's no use. It's, it's not, it's a feeling. It's not intellectual. Exactly. Exactly. So that was it. So I had that conversation with him, but I never had any more conversations with him. We were just kind of, uh, corresponding but that pulled me into this world so he sent me a couple of audios of Sydney Banks that blew me away it was the first audio I ever heard of from Sydney Banks it was called Mind and Insecurity and it reminded me a lot of the Eckhart Tolle stuff that I had read so at that point like I said I was just enjoying my life I decided to take some courses I didn't book a coach like I didn't hire him as a coach or anything but it's it, it uh, awoke my curiosity but more than that I was being drawn to something that made me feel good. Something was making me feel good. These conversations, listening to these things, it was, it was making me feel alive, you know? So I ended up taking a course. I joined the Eckhart Tolle community. I took a course with Eckhart Tolle, like an online course. It was a six-week class, which was incredible. And then I, ha- and that's, and then I started listening to all these Sydney Banks audios, and I read his books. And that's when I found Shannon Online. I found this coach that practices the principles and I ended up booking a course with him upcoming so I had to wait wait like a couple of months before starting the course with him but during that time I just kept enjoying my cartoon classes and I had a couple of more conversations with coaches I became very interested in talking with coaches and these people were incredible like there was it was the first person had reached out to me who's my coach now his name is Camille then I connected with this other woman her name was Rajni she introduced me to um I started so I was getting into the yeah. th- this coaching um uh, sector yeah of life well, and well, I became intrigued yes yeah Sorry. it's a whole community right it's a community like yeah the 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 three principles community is just like I was I was just saying that I so I'm I'm um part of the three principles French community so because the the three principles global community is now creating 
international community. So we've got the Spanish community, we've got the the uh, Swedish community, we've got the German community, and the French community just got created like not long ago. And I joined the community because you know I'm I'm in Quebec, so I'm I'm French. My name is Jasmine Desbien, so obviously I'm French. Um, and in in this community, we were doing we were doing a, a webinar this week. And I was just reflecting, I was with them and I was just like, these conversations are so rich. It's so fulfilling just to be in conversation with these people who are at the same, I, I, I don't like to use the word level, but it's kind of like, it's like a level of, it's a, it's a space. Right? It's a space where there's no judgment and you can explore thought and you can explore consciousness and you can explore mind. And it's just so beautiful to me. Yeah. And, I, and I, I've, I've, I've seen that in you. I've like, when we talked the first time, I've seen that you touch that space too. You're, you're definitely there. Um, and one of the things that was really interesting in what you were telling me was like, I like that you say, like, MS doesn't define you, right? I, I, I think that's inspiring. I think that that's fantastic. And lately, I've been around people who have had, you know, like, illnesses, you know, whatever it is. And I myself, as a coach, I'm like, what can I say? You know, what, how can I help? And I was looking forward to being in a conversation with you because I remember you you said to me, Jasmine, I have MS, but I'm the same as you. Right? And I thought that was that was fantastic. And I think that anybody that's having any sort of body issue i'm going to say like whether it's ms or whether <clears throat> it's i have somebody people that have fibromyalgia you know like these illnesses where you're really you're like your your body's not following like how do you separate your mind from your body yeah i love that um and that was such a huge thing for me, right? That was so liberating for me because my identity changed and mm -hmm. I felt lost. I, I wasn't walking anymore. I wasn't working anymore. My identity changed and I thought I, a part of me was dead, mm -hmm. you know? And, and they tell you, you need to mourn your old self, whatever. But now I realize that it doesn't matter. Our identities are not who we are at all. It's different. Um, who we are is not our life situation and our bodies and how we look and the issues that we have. Um, so when I was able to separate that, um, it became a whole different thing. Like I started to see myself differently and all of the potential that's available that's uh, outside of my identity, you know, and in a way, like, it's good to change your identity. <laughs> Why do you want to be the same person all the time? You could always change your identity. Go ahead. Yeah, it's all made up anyways, right? It's all made up. It's all made up, you know? So that's what happened. I remember one time I was talking with a coach and I was like, you don't understand how it feels. Like I have like this monkey. Like at first I, I was trying to accept that I had a mess, you know, accept it. 
you can't change it, accept the things that you can't change. But I was accepting it with sadness. Mm. I was like, okay, I'm accepting it. It sucks. Fucking sucks. Like, okay, yeah. I'm accepting it. And I was talking to this coach one day and I was like, it's like you're telling me, you know, I'm living with this best, uh, this roommate that I hate. I hate the roommate. I hate him, you know, and I have to live yeah. with the roommate. I don't want to live with the roommate. I hate the roommate, you know. And he's like, are there other people who have this disability that feel like that, you think? Or do you think everybody that has disability feels like that? And then I realized, like, it, it, that's true. It doesn't have to be true. I don't have to hate the roommate. I'm creating this whole story about the roommate and that the roommate is like having a mess and I hate him. Mm. It doesn't have to be true. I could be, not that I could be okay with it. It doesn't matter. Like, it's irrelevant. If I, unless I'm thinking about it, it's irrelevant. You know what? I, uh, I, uh, you're fu It's funny because it's making me think of, of this conversation. So, uh, I, on, um, on Mondays, a friend of mine and, and me, friend of mine and me, whatever, we created this community called the flow of life community. And every there, every other Monday we have, we explore subjects. We like, we sit down one day and we go, what, what if we did this? What if we did that? So we just like made up some subjects. And one of the subjects was ego. And I, we, you know, it was, it's an exploration. So yeah, you know, my friend Georgia and I are hosting it, but we have a whole bunch of people coming in and we're like all together exploring this conversation. And the, I, I remember the first thing that I said about my ego is I don't like her. I, I just, I don't like her. Like when she shows up, I get pissed. <laughs> like I get upset with her, with myself that I let her show up because I got this thing like, you know, uh, she's me really, <laughs> you know? So, and I remember saying that and we were going through this whole exploration and one girl said, she said, her name is Mika, by the way, Mika, if you're listening, hi. Um, she said, what if, what if, you know, your ego is kind of like the friend that sometimes does something stupid and you think it's stupid, but you still love her. Mm. And my relationship with my ego totally transformed mm. because now when, when my ego or my my thinking i i now i can see that my ego is actually my thinking like my habitual thinking the stuff that i habitually think that gets me annoyed or get me pissed or gets me sad or whatever it is when when that happens now i can just go oh yeah i don't like when i do that mm. and it's not me yeah exactly right because when it was me then there was nothing I could do about it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. I, I totally can relate to that. I was kind of, uh, I identified with my ego for so much of my life. That's why it was mind blowing when I realized who it was. I thought mm -hmm. my ego was this fierce dragon, you know, because I was always get angry and my anger would come in to, to protect me and stuff. And then I realized that the dragon was just this really insecure ego. <laughs> Mm. My, yeah my ego was just really insecure and that's what Sydney Banks helped me see you know but what happens now is when she comes out I know exactly what you mean 
I, I see it. I'm like, oh, okay. I just observe it, you know, and I'm able to detach from it without judging it. So it, when anger comes up, I'm like, oh, Anna's getting upset. Yeah. And I could just observe it with no judgment. And then, oh. and that, like Eckhart Tolle says, when you put awareness on it, you, you're, you, you've awakened. You're yeah. not that, you're not ad- identifying it anymore. And it's okay to just be aware of it. And that's what I've been, I've been practicing that as well. When I get caught up in emotion, I recognize it. I'm like, oh, she's caught up in emotion. It's okay. And then I find that the more, this is my theory, but I find that the more we become aware of that, we, and, we let, and we become aware of it, we just acknowledge it, we just observe it. I feel like we kind of evolve fully. You know, Michael Neal uh, said something in one of the, one of the, in the flow of life, we also have creativity interviews. Georgia does creativity interviews and she interviewed Michael Neal. And Michael said, said, once you see something, you know, like you can, you can move around it now, right? You can, you can either bump into it still if you want, but you know, it's there or you can move around it right when you don't see it or when you don't want to acknowledge something then what happens is you're going to keep bumping into it mm-hmm. right and i think that's i think that's for me like you know you know what you were talking about empowerment like at one point before the three principle i was like oh, only if you own it can you change it mm-hmm right? It's like ignoring it doesn't make it go away. Yeah. It, it's still going to be there. Mm-hmm. Right. So let me ask you, I'm, 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 I've got questions now. <laughs> yeah. So how, how is it different now? So you said, I wanted to accept it. Like you were like, you were like, I'm accepting it, but it fucking sucks. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How, how is it different now? Because my my understanding is tra- of transformation is that everything is the same yet everything is different i i want to say something um how it shifted for me was um when i took the course with shannon so i was into like i said eckhart tolle and all this stuff and i was listening to the audios but i hadn't i don't i didn't feel transformed and i don't you i can't say oh you feel transformed as you're going going getting transformed that's not that's not how it is at all but then i realized after some time looking back i'm like holy moly i transformed (laughs) i didn't realize i was transforming i was like holy moly i transformed like i you don't realize it's happening where that's and that's the beautiful that's 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 the whole thing about the principles right it's not in your mind it's beyond you yeah you can't intellectually transform, which is what I always try to do. Yeah. I try to intellectually do this, intellectually get better, intellectually be enlightened, intellectually be enlightened, read, read more, whatever. And then when I took the course to Shannon, I realized that that's all ego. That's just us. It's, it's done innocently. Yeah. There's no judgment, yeah. you know. But what happened was organically, when I started, when I, from that first conversation I had with that first coach, who's my now coach. And then I did the course with Shanann and then I started my own coaching. I became a coach. In this year, 
I don't know when it happened. I don't know when it happened. I know for sure that course transformed me with Shannon. There was a feeling of peace that came into me where acceptance and forgiveness, that, you know that wonderful place we get to where acceptance and forgiveness comes naturally? It happened to me and it just became natural that I was okay with, I, I loved myself and I accepted myself exactly as I was. And it didn't matter, nothing physical mattered anymore. It, and it just went away by itself. I didn't force it. And I think when you get into this space of like feeling, I know some people don't understand this. I, I know you know what I mean, but when you feel like, when you reach this place of like, where you feeling, you feel love inside you. You feel like just this sense of like love, love and acceptance and like um, happiness and clarity, you reach a state and then everything kind of falls away and nothing really matters anymore. Yeah. And that's what happened. Like I just reached this place where I was like, and then, sorry, I'm cutting you off, but it's okay. when, when I decided, I wasn't sure if I wanted to go into coaching, it happened organically. I just wanted to dabble in whatever. And then I realized, I said, how did this happen to me? I thought my life was over. I thought I was retired. I thought that all these avenues were closed. I thought that I had to accept a different way of being. I thought that I would never be fulfilled again. I thought that I couldn't grow and be successful. I thought my life was in a, in that, in a way over. It was never true. I could mm -hmm. have a whole other career. I could have a whole other identity. I'm much more fulfilled now in my life. I really am than I ever was before when I was working and walking. That's How did that happen? Beautiful. How did that happen? You know, it's all, it's within us. It's yeah. never our life situation. You know, that's what we were talking about when we spoke last time. That's what I wanted to say. Like yeah. you can drown in one foot of water or you can drown in 10 feet of water. You're, if you're drowning, you're drowning, you know? And with me, people think that my life is a tragedy. They're like, oh my God, I feel so bad for you. Yeah. You must be depressed all the time. How do you do it? And I'm not like, I'm really yeah. not, you know? Our, our emotions come and go, our feelings come and go, that is absolutely completely different than our life situation. Yeah. I can have the best life in the world and be running and active and have the best body and wear high heels and do whatever I want and still be really depressed and suicidal. And we, we just saw it a couple of days ago how another celebrity just killed himself, right? Yeah. These people have, their life situation is great. They have money, they're wealthy, they have jobs, they're active, they're physical, yeah, but they're not, you know, and so yeah. the same thing, you could be very ill, you could be chronically ill, you could be disabled, that's your life situation, but your ability to feel peace and happiness and deal with the emotions that you have and the thoughts that you have is independent of that. So I can have a bad day because I'll be crying because I'm upset because I can't walk. You'll be crying because you're going through a separation. Who's the judge to say that you shouldn't be as upset as I am? Yeah. We're just yeah. upset, you know, these yeah, feelings I come had, and go, you know? I saw that the other day and, and, and you know, the, there's, there's a person, I wasn't in, in a meeting and this one person was like explaining how, you know, no, she has it really bad, you know? And, and to me, everything she was talking about was just thought. I don't like, 
like the word just kind of negates the like removes the weight of thought it was thought for me it was thought and the the words that came to me were well i think that i have trouble breathing and i think that i can't cook and i think that i can't do this and i think that 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 and why is yours more bad than mine you know kind of like what showed up to me and i understand that people don't get that like because we have this thing where there's levels right and i think there's levels oh well you're like you're really really low i'm like i'm not as low so i can't be that i can't whatever you know but i think that that's what gets us in the shit (laughs) you know that's what gives us trouble it's because we're giving levels to everything yeah you know if we wouldn't do that then we could just say oh okay so you think that okay it's gonna pass because thought passes all the time right Mm -hmm. unless you feed it constantly and you keep remembering oh yeah this is bad i have to feel bad oh yeah this is bad i have to feel bad and then you know all of a sudden you're having a good time you're laughing i remember when i was before I understood this conversation, you know, like when I would get mad, I would get mad. Right. And then because thought is what it is, it passes like I would inevitably, it would inevitably clear. And then I would laugh and I go, <laughs> oh, wait, I'm mad. Wait, yeah, wait, wait, I, I'm, I can't laugh. I'm mad. And I remember thinking that. I remember having the thought, no, I can't do that because I'm mad. Yeah. Well, that wasn't true. Yeah. I also remember being upset with friends. I had high school friends and I got upset with them and I cut all ties. Well, 10 years in, I kind of woke up and I went, why was i upset like i didn't even remember yeah but i was still not calling them mm-hmm. because i had couldn't do that right yeah it's just it's just we don't have to hold on like every moment is a new moment you know something you just said reminded me of myself i used to do that too like I used to like get angry and say, oh, you're out. Oh, you're out. You're out. And then I realized that what it was, it was innocently done. Yeah. It's just my ego protecting me from not wanting to feel feelings that are hurting me. I'm yeah. scared to feel these feelings. Like you hurt my feelings. So I'm going to cut you out of my life. So you never hurt me again. Or what we can do and what I'm learning to do is embrace my feelings. I'll say, you could hurt me. And I'll embrace it. I'll be okay. Well, and that makes a difference. Can I challenge that? Yeah. Nobody can hurt you. Exactly. Yeah. Like, cause it's, it's all happening within. So people, you, you, people don't hurt you. People do things and then you think something that hurts you, but you can, you know, just like, okay, I'm sorry. You think that way. 
you know i remember i this is and this is hard to understand like i get that like intellectually it's really a feeling thing it's really a you know it's really a spiritual thing to be able to do that because intellectually i can still hear no 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 you know when dad says this it's dad's fault it's not mine mm. right but then I can say, actually, no, it, <laughs> you know, dad says this because he thinks whatever he thinks. And when he says it, I think whatever I think. And it's whatever I think that gets me riled up. I love what you're saying, for sure. I do agree. I actually have some things to add, for sure. I definitely yeah, agree with that. And I'll tell you this, it's my little self-discovery. What, what, what I also love is that Every week I learn something new about myself and it's been going on since yeah. August, since I started, like it's, cool? even before August, like it's, 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 it's great. And I just yeah. had this discovery. I even wrote a poem about it. I'll send you the poem if you're interested. Okay. But I love what, everything you just said. Nobody could hurt us. We, it's our own perceptions that hurt us. But yeah. I want to say something that I learned about myself and this makes sense to me. It might not make sense to you. Um, as we all know, well, as we know in the community, thoughts create emotions. Yes. And sometimes when I'm in a place where I can actually observe that, I can actually see it happening. I'm like, Anna's thinking this and it's making her feel like this. I can actually observe it. And that's okay. And that's great. You know, mm -hmm. sometimes emotion comes up that's just there for me. I'm not even thinking anything. And, and or something happens and I'll get triggered and then the emotion will come up. Like Eckhart Tolle calls it pain body. I'm not, I'm not going to go into it because, uh, you know, I'm just telling you what it feels like for me. You know, yeah. sometimes these feelings come up and like you said, I love this. Nobody could hurt us. What happens is the feelings come up. The hurt is in us. Sometimes the hurt is already in us. The hurt is in us. It's there, you know, and it comes up and you're like, this person made me feel like this. They didn't. If that hurt wasn't in you. You wouldn't feel like that. It would bounce off you like water on a wax car. Like if somebody, I took, I stole that expression from someone. Yeah. Somebody said yeah. that, it's not mine. But it would just bounce off you, right? And so what I've learned is that thoughts create emotions. Sometimes I'm in a, in a negative space. Like, you know, when Rumi says the cure to the pain is in the pain, I look at, I just observe it. I, am, I embrace it. When I when when those when that comes up, I feel like it's like an opportunity to purge it, and I just sit with it. I allow it. You know, that's what I mean by like I can take the pain. Yeah, we're, we're scared of it. Our egos come up and they try to protect us because they're scared of it. We think we can't take the pain. Maybe when we were young, something happened and it was hard for us. But I realized in my life. I could, I could embrace it. I could embrace this feeling of abandonment, of hurt, whatever it is. And when I embrace it, I kind of become so kind of intimate with it. And then I get over it. Like it's a, it's a weird thing. It's like a shift that happens. Does, does it make sense to you? So this yeah, is, I, I, it's you know? very similar to like, I think that, you know, so what I'm going to say next is not scientific, guys. This is just, it's, it could be just my intellect, okay? So don't, it's not a three principles thing. This is a Jasmine thing. Um, I, I think that 
Well, first of all, I think that we can't see all the thinking that we we do. Like there are thoughts that are unconscious. So sometimes the pain shows up and we don't even know that we're actually thinking. So oh, wow, yeah. That's that's mm -hmm. one of the things. The other thing that I that I think, I think that when you don't feel it, you store it. Mm. Right? So that's why now I'm I'm doing my best to feel my feelings and not swallow them inside my body anymore. Yeah. And just like, okay, I'm having a feeling right now. <laughs> just yeah. feel it. Yeah. And one Me of the too. feelings that I don't let myself feel, and I saw that like literally, I think I saw it two weeks ago. I don't let myself feel anger. Because I made up that anger is bad, right? Anger is an emotion. Some people may agree with me, anger is bad, but that's just, you know, putting a label on top of something that, you know, that's going to justify it. Now I'm just kind of like, no, when I'm angry, just feel angry. Yeah, me too. Right? And then it's not going to store because I see that when I deny myself an emotion, I have automatic behaviors that that show up. I could snap, I can you know, overeat, I can drink, I can, you know, I, whatever it is that I do. So now if I can just learn to live those emotions, whenever they show up, mm -hmm. then I'm not going to store them anymore. What mm -hmm. I loved in the class that I took with Shannon, he was saying how like, he feels anger now, much more than he ever did before he feels guilt now more than he's ever done before any emotion that comes up he feels it more now than he ever did before because like you it's like you said you know like um it's there we need to feel it yeah yeah we're human we're they call us human beings you should be you know we're feeling machines like that's yeah. what we're made to do we're made to feel yeah mm -hmm. So very interesting. Well, you know what, Anna? Um, we've busted our time. Oh, we have? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like we didn't even notice, right? I told you it was gonna just go like, boom. <laughs> it's really interesting. These conversations can get us into many different areas. Yeah, I can't believe we're done time. I feel like there's more I wanna say. I'm not even sure what though. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you think about it because I want you to give a you know a few words to the people listening who have listened to our conversations up to now. Yeah. Nothing. Oh, yeah. I just want to say like we we can handle whatever comes our, our way in life. You know, we're scared of things, we're scared of chronic illness, we're scared of dying. We're scared of suffering. We're scared of people hurting our feelings. We're scared of our own feelings. We're scared, you know, there's nothing to be scared of. That God built us so that we can handle anything. That's why we're here. We can handle absolutely any emotion we have because we have it. <laughs> we have it already. We're already experiencing it. You're yeah. scared of an emotion. You've already experienced what you're scared of. There's nothing to fear. And that's what I've learned. It's, it's empowering to know nothing can hurt me. Nothing in this life experience can hurt me. It's not my, I, it's not my body. I know now that I can still be happy and 
be at peace, even having problems with my body. It's not our life situation, our careers. I know that I can change career. It's not my thoughts. I know that I can, and my emotions, I know that I can deal with my emotions. I can embrace them and surpass them. It's not my trauma when I was a kid. I had trauma when I was a kid. It doesn't define me now. I've accepted it. I've forgiven. There's forgiveness and understanding. So, and so when you take, that's what I want to say. When you take all that stuff out, what's left? Live your life, buddy. It's all up to you. You can create whatever life you want, regardless of your body and your life situation. You could do whatever you want. And that's what I think is the whole point of life. We're given this life experience to feel good and to feel bad. And it's like when you watch a movie and it's such a sad movie and you're bawling your eyes out and you're like, oh my God, it was such a good movie. But you're crying. Like, mm. why do you like the movie if you're bawling? Because of that, you know, exactly. But that's our life. So even the tragedy that becomes, that, that, that we're, we're dealt, that we face, it's, we're living our life. We're, we're experiencing the feeling of life. Isn't, and that's what I think our being wanted. I think that's why we're on this life. We're having this life. We're having a life, we're being having a life experience. And that's what I remind myself. And sometimes when I'm, I'm low, because you know, we're human, we all have highs and lows. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So this is what's happening now in the movie of my life where do I want to take this? You know, so that's what I want to say. Nothing that for anybody out there suffering from chronic illness or uh, hardships or like loss or it's okay. You know, it, it, it's, I'm not saying it's okay, but what I'm saying is you're going to be okay. Yeah. Because we can handle this. This is why we're here. This is what the life experience is about. And then take it from that point and soar, you know, believe in yourself, believe in the potential that you have, and go for it. Just live your life. Have live the life of your dreams. That's what I wanted to say. Fantastic. Yeah. Anna, that was that was great. So Anna, if they want to meet you, what's your do you have a website? I have a no. website. Yeah. It's um holisticcoaching.ca. Okay. And there's my Instagram account. Yeah. I'm also on LinkedIn and on Facebook. So Okay, great. Well, I'm gonna put everything in the description, but Thank you so much for coming. I was, yeah. I loved our conversation. I think, I think how you think, <laughs> and I think what you can bring to the world is beautiful. Fantastic. Thank you so much. So That's keep... why I just, I just want to add one more thing. Like, you know, at the beginning when I was talking about my uh, diagnosis and all that, it's so depressing, right? And look how the, the conversation ended. And that's what I want to say. Yeah. Let's not focus on that, you know? Yeah. It's a story that people are going through right now, and, and that's important to share, you know, but it's, it's not the exciting stuff is what you do with your life. It's not what has happened to you. That's what I yeah. want to say. Love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. And to everybody else who's listening, I hope that you guys have a fantastic end of the year or beginning of the year. I think it's going to be end of the year. It depends when I'm going to put it up, but you know, I'm just saying, and I want to thank you all for listening. And I want to say, dream it, dare it, do it, live the life that you want. And I'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.